Welcome back to So Relatable. I hope that all of you are adjusting well to your new ways of life. And for anyone listening who works an essential job, thank you. Without you, we wouldn't have food, we wouldn't have healthcare, and we wouldn't have the internet to keep us so busy. So as the number of cases of COVID-19 begin to reach their peaks in epicenters like New York, Washington, and Louisiana, I want to continue sharing stories about how social isolation is affecting our daily routines. Hi, and welcome. <laughs> Thanks for going to be a participant in my uh, series of quarantine stories that keep me from boredom. <laughs> yeah, no, happy to be here. Awesome. Um, so I guess to start, um, you're kind of, <laughs> this is kind of funny, but you're kind of like the first person that I'm actually interviewing who I don't entirely know. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a little different. Um, okay. I like that. So why don't you set the stage a little bit um, and you can just tell me who you are, uh, where you're living and kind of what your situation is. <laughs> okay. So my name's Marta. Um, I work for a German university normally. Uh, I'm based in New York City most of the time. I work in the German consulate um, and I live in Brooklyn with my fiance, Ben. But we are currently in Wellfleet, Massachusetts on Cape Cod. Um, When all of this was kind of breaking out and, um, or so I guess to backtrack a little bit, at the beginning of March, we were supposed to go on a trip to Europe, um, to Germany for Ben's spring break. Um, And we had been planning to do that, but this was like, two days before we were supposed to leave was when the travel ban for Europe was announced and everything kind of blew up. Um, So we ended up having to cancel our trip and we came up here because Ben's family has a house up here. um, And we thought we were just coming for break or maybe for a week or two since my boss had said I could work from home. And we've been here since. Oh my gosh. Wow. I am so sorry to hear about your trip being canceled. I know. That's really (laughs) thanks um at this point honestly I haven't like thought about it a lot because there's so many other things going on but it was a big deal at the time because we had been planning on going and some and like I mean you know things were still escalating at that point I would say with the virus Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like travel had totally stopped like I had had colleagues from Germany coming in that week to work and people that were still planning to come the following week for some work events. So it had still seemed like feasible that we could go um, and just that we'd have to be like careful and wear, um, you know, wash your hands and stuff. And we didn't think it, it was going to get to this point. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Not even <laughs> yeah. me. No, like, I heard Trump announced that. I got very furious about how he said it, but that's a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone saw that coming. Um, I agree. <laughs> so, I mean, in hindsight, we were happy that we hadn't already left and been some of the people that we know of that had to like buy really expensive tickets back. So in that way, at least it worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you saved money. Did you end up getting um, a travel credit or like a refund? <laughs> um, not for our flights because technically they were through the UK and then to to Paris and 
travel wasn't restricted for either of those legs of the journey in theory because they like didn't restrict it for the UK for another week or so. Um, But everything else we got refunded for like trains and Airbnb and stuff. Okay, well, that's good at least. That really sucks about the flights though. That was so confusing to me when he, as in Trump, (laughs) uh, restricted (laughs) travel to like just the EU and not the UK. I was very confused about that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot I could say about that right now, but we'll leave that there. But yeah, I mean, it was totally mind-blowing, and I, like, I woke up, well, when I woke up the next morning, I had emails from my colleagues in Germany, because we had had a professor that was supposed to come the next week, and they were, like, totally gobsmacked that they had, like, had this happen in the middle of the night with no with no warning ahead of time and we're just like well I guess we're canceling our professor's visit and all of these things <laughs> so I think it was a shock for a lot of people oh, I don't imagine. so backing up a little bit you work you said you work for a German university mm-hmm. yeah so, um, uh, would you mind like going into like what what you do there sure so yeah so uh, I work for the University of Freiburg which is um, a university located in southwestern Germany, pretty close to Switzerland and France. Um, it's in the Black Forest. That's probably like what people would most associate with it or know that region for. Um, and I work in the German consulate in New York. Um, there are several different universities there that have offices to do outreach. So I have, I think, six or seven other colleagues from different universities on the same floor as me. We also work with the German Academic Exchange Service, or DAAD, which is also based in the building. Um, And we kind of have different missions or, like, focuses, but, like, general things that my office is focused on or that I do for the University of Freiburg are talking to prospective students, especially for master's programs, um, mainly focused on attracting people to, like, the English taught or the programs that are taught in English that we offer um so that's kind of one arm of my work and another part is working with our alumni network um hosting events for them running communications for that and kind of building this community of alumni in North America that's like another main part of my work and then my colleagues and I also work together just to promote research and education in Germany in general so that can be through maybe we have a professor coming over that speaks about like their latest research topic or sometimes we'll attend different like educational fairs around the country or in New York where we promote um, grants and scholarships and programs of study and research that you can do in Germany obviously focusing on our individual universities but we like work together to promote that in general (laughs) so that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. Wow that's really cool so when you say you're like also looking for prospective students. Um, Are those students, you're trying to get them to go to a university in Germany or is there also like a branch in the city? We're trying to get them to go to university in Germany. (laughs) So, yeah. Wow. And so do you speak German yourself? Yeah, so I was a German major. Um, I've been studying or I had started studying German in seventh grade and I had actually done my study abroad experience um, in college at Freiburg. So that was like, my first connection with it um and how I got to know the university originally oh that's cool so wait the university you're currently working for is the one you studied abroad at. yeah so that's, that's so pretty cool. exciting <laughs> yeah how things can work out long term without even really 
uh, expecting it. That's yeah, exactly. So that's that's also my plug for why you should study abroad, everybody. <laughs> uh, yep. And um, so you, okay, so you guys were in the city. You said you live mm -hmm. in Brooklyn. Um, yeah. If I remember correctly, you live in the Heights. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Um, I work in the city and Ben, my fiance, is in law school at Brooklyn Law School. Okay. And so, so you had that trip to Europe plan that got blown away. Um, and then, so at what point were you guys kind of like, okay, we should probably leave the city? Because I guess you said you're in mass now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> we had kind of floated the idea earlier in the week when we still had the trip to Europe planned because my boss had talked to me about working from home maybe for two weeks or so. I think that's like what a lot of people were thinking would be the case at that point um, and had said when you come back from vacation, you should just work from home. Um, so we had been thinking about coming up here during that time since um, since Ben's classes had already been moved online just for like a week or two um, and assuming that we'd be back in the city. We had thought about that even when we were planning to do the trip and then when we kind of came to the realization that we probably weren't going to be able to go on the trip, we decided I think Thursday night in, I don't know, maybe the second week of March, okay, well, we'll go to Wellfleet while we can and just take it from there. And now you're staying there more extendedly than you had thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <Okay>. correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, that's, um, what a place to be quarantined though, on the Cape. Yeah, yeah it is very nice. Um, obviously it's it's been nice to be able to take advantage of all of the natural beauty and like go mm -hmm. for long walks or hikes, <laughs> which we couldn't do if we were in Brooklyn. <laughs> No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. So um, you have you haven't you haven't been able to experience well been able to it makes it sound like it's an opportunity, uh, but you haven't <laughs> been able to experience the uh, long lines and terrible like grocery store uh, like experiences because I sorry because um, I just talked to another person who's actually living in Brooklyn right now and mm -hmm. she said wait times for like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods are like 30 minutes outside. Wow. No. So, yeah, that's crazy. Um, no, I haven't had to experience that myself. I mean, there was a little bit of that before we left. I think like maybe you had also noticed this. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. Like when the first cases of COVID-19 were announced in the U.S., I think that was like kind of when everybody started to freak out a little bit I know yeah. like we went to Trader Joe's on a random Saturday at that point and weren't really thinking about it and there was like a <laughs> I mean there's always a huge line at Trader Joe's but there was a massive line like twice around the store and just nothing on the pasta or dry goods shelves and that was kind of when we first started to think like wow this is a really this is like scaring a lot of people and kind of turning into a big thing you guys didn't run and grab toilet paper like everyone else did you <laughs> no no we didn't end up doing that then I mean I think on our way up here when we we decided to pick a few things up um mm -hmm. we were like shocked to see even just at like all of the random little grocery stores on our way out here outside of Boston and whatnot they were like totally empty of all paper products and but it is yeah it's been crazy <laughs>
We did get paper towels then, though. <laughs> but just one pack, because we're good. <laughs> right. You don't need to, like, stock up for, like, the end of the world, because that's not what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, you're now in Mass, and what's that? What's... How do I want to preface this question? Because like you haven't really experienced, you've experienced some of how like how the city is freaking out um, mm -hmm. during the beginning of this whole COVID nineteen outbreak um, slash pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Um, what was life like up there? I guess is my my question. What what's life like in that? So I would say, I mean, the first week or so we were here, it definitely felt weird when you like went to the grocery stores, um, as far as like things missing. Uh, or just being out of stock I mean but there wasn't like a huge sense that that the the virus had come yet other than like watching the press briefings but in recent weeks I think it's been a lot more like you can feel it and it's intense um I mean now they have like a stay-at-home order here everybody I've seen like even when we just go out for walks are wearing masks um and of course like everybody's wearing them at the grocery store there haven't been like the long lines but there are definitely still sections where just like things aren't stocked or they'll say like you have to go to the front desk to ask for like paper products or cleaning products or things like that so um in that sense i think it's that's been one way it's kind of manifested another thing that's been kind of weird is that there are like a lot of people here right now for it being the off season um I mean, it kind of feels more like, um, Ben's family said, more like when they're up here for like the holidays and some people come back to their vacation homes. Um, but like, especially on the weekends when we've gone hiking, it's actually been the case that it'll be super crowded like in the parking lot or on these trails because I think people also come from like Boston to get away for the weekend or like get outside and uh, escape the city. So some of that's been us also trying to like find less popular places to like hike or be outside so we don't interact with people. But that's been kind of like an interesting, I guess, counter response to everybody being inside all the other times of the day. Well, yeah, like even myself, I'm like, I need to go for at least a 15 minute walk every day or I'm gonna go insane. Oh yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, I'm like, need to plan my daily outing of some sort. <laughs> exactly. And Massachusetts, so far, they haven't, like, set, they haven't, like, closed down hiking trails and stuff, because I know in other states they have. Um, no, I mean, if I think you know, that the, if you don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know specifically, but as far as, like, parts of the National Park Service up here for Cape Cod National Seashore, you've still been able to go hiking. I know for some of the beaches lower on the Cape, they've like closed them and closed the parking lots because people were congregating in them. Um, in this town, they haven't like closed the beaches officially. They've just taken away things like trash cans and like locked the bathrooms and stuff to discourage people from just like hanging out there in groups. But that's, that's what I know so far. <laughs> And so paint the picture for me. What, what does, where is this house located? Like, are you on the beach? Like how pristine um, is it? <laughs> no, we're kind of, we're like in a neighborhood. I mean, I'd say it's very like forested. So there's some privacy, but we're in a neighborhood. Um, and you can walk into town, maybe like 10 to 15 minutes. I mean, town is just like, uh, one main street that has like a smaller grocery store that's still open and like a 
a liquor store in the library, which has been closed for like uh, over a month now. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the, the setup. <laughs> and then, so you are now, in addition to, you know, finding time to get out of the house, you had mentioned that you're working from home. Mm-hmm. How, how has that transition been for you? <laughs> it's been interesting because, so in my setup, each of us that are working for these different German universities, we're the only person that's like stationed here for our university. Um, so in some ways, like a lot of my work has been remote interactions with my colleagues in Germany or like me coming up with and working on projects on my own and coordinating with some people here, um, but largely like doing my job by myself. So in that way, that hasn't been so different, but it has been a change to like a lot of my event has, a lot of my work has been focused on running events that we've of course had to cancel. Um, So the first week or two was just like me canceling everything that we had planned for the next few months and like sending out all those messages and coordinating all of those things not happening. Um, At this point now, we're trying to do our first virtual event in two weeks. We're going to try to do like a virtual happy hour for alumni across the country. So I've been setting that up today. Um, Other than that, I've been keeping in touch with my, my coworkers from the other universities. We have like a weekly Skype call or coffee clutch <laughs> in German, um, where we kind of just check in with each other and see if anybody, like just how people are doing personally, but also talk about any like general work issues that have come up or ideas that have come up with people. Um, another thing my coworkers did last week, or I guess this week, we had to send in the, we were all taking bets, like when we'd be allowed to come back to work officially. So that was like, kind of one of the things that we've done to to keep upbeat or optimistic or in touch was just come come up with like some different things to I don't know keep our sense of community from our like little little floor um another thing we did was we always throw birthday parties for people when it's their birthday in the office Mm -hmm. um and like each person has a buddy that they focus that they like pick and sponsor and would normally bring like a cake and decorations and some drinks that we'd have during the middle of the day um obviously yeah it's really cute obviously we couldn't do that um in person but we did have like a virtual zoom birthday party for one of my colleagues where the person who was sponsoring had like decorated the wall behind them Um, we were all supposed to like wear fun party outfits (laughs) so one person had like a string of lights or we had like party hats and the the, like sponsor person for this person's birthday had made a cake and had their kids blow it out off screen so it looked like the birthday person got to blow out their candles so it's been there have been some fun things (laughs) I love that (laughs) You guys are trying to just keep that normalcy in your workplace, even though so much has changed around it. And I just love the the extra mile that person took. Yeah, to, exactly. To the whole thing with the birthday cake, like that's great. it was it was really sweet. Um, and I think it's been needed because, you know, I'm sure this is hard on a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. Um, for my colleagues and me, it's been interesting since we work in like the field of international education and promoting like travel and education and obviously a lot of those programs have been like canceled or shut down or put on pause for the moment so 
think people have also been thinking about like how how do we transition during this period or how do we how how much can we plan for the future for these kind of programs that we promote so I think it's been nice to have some like normalcy and community <laughs> during this time. Of course, that's quite essential. And then apart from working from home, um, how have you how have you taken this this time? <laughs> like, you know, doing the whole social distancing thing and just being in the house, like how have you how do you occupy yourself, I guess? Or how are you taking well, of it or I think that, I mean, for everybody, some days are better than other days. Um, like I mentioned, we've been doing, making sure to get outside on like a walk every day um, or hiking. I started a 30-day yoga challenge with some of my friends from high school that I still keep in touch with. And we're on day, I think, 25 today. So it's been I'm going pretty well. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know what we do when we finish, like if we should start another one <laughs> because, <laughs> um, but that's been nice. It's been like nice to have some part of the day that is like a constant, I think. Um, other than that, I don't know, from time to time we've had like Zoom happy hours with friends, which has been nice and upbeat. Um, and I think we've also been doing like a lot of baking or cooking, which seems to be a common theme. That, yeah, I am not the part of that common theme, but I do know a lot of people. <laughs> and for some reason I've seen on social media, people are baking a lot of bread. Have you yeah. seen that? I have seen um, that. Um, I have to even admit that I've, I haven't made any bread yet, but I did join the trend of people that were making a sourdough starter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm planning to make pretzels with that in the next few days when it's ready. Ooh, that's a good idea. Thanks, I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah, you got me excited about it. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad I'm not there to reap the benefits. I'll help make my own. Yeah, is that easy? there you how, go. Like, how, how, how does that work? Like, is it easy to make a sourdough prep or no? Um, it's not that hard. It's just a lot of patience, I'd say. Like, there's just been... Well, and it depends on recipe. I think some recipes are like more loose or less complicated. I had gone with the New York Times recipe and they had like a lot of different steps of days that you were like supposed to add more flour or mix it and then like wait for like two day periods each time. Um, so it's maybe more complicated than it needed to be. But at this point, I was like, I'm just seeing this recipe to the end. <laughs> I don't want to mess it up at this point. Right. Got to follow those directions. I think I how a couple of years ago I tried making baguette and I think it took me like three days. <laughs> that and sounds about did. right. Yeah, and it just didn't turn out right, like I hope, but never tried it again. So maybe it's my time to shine. And this is, yeah, you, you have the time now <laughs> and nobody <laughs> has to see the results if it goes badly. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's, so you've just been, you know, just taking those walks and making bread while about to make pretzels, I mean. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just working from home. Yeah, yeah that's about it's, it. <laughs> and listening to podcasts. <laughs> what you have? Yeah, I have been listening to some. I haven't, um, Kara sent me the one, this one though that she was on. So I'm going to listen to that, but I told her I wasn't going to listen until after I did my interview. So it didn't influence whatever I said. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. 
Uh, hers is pretty good. I like her responses that she has. Um, so, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I don't, I started it just for fun because, like, you know, I was just bored. And, like, they're not mm-hmm. the best, but they help pass my time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's important. <laughs> Whatever right. makes you happy. I, so, uh, my, my thing I was trying to do for fun to I'll pass the time the other day was I was going to make, like, a goofy music video that I was going to send to Kara and some friends. But <laughs> I figured out that iMovie, since the days that I've, like, done this, like, in early college or high school um, has like totally blocked any way for you to put music with it that's copyrighted. So that there went my dreams. <laughs> yeah, they okay. with everyone's uh, ways of doing it. Yep, I exactly. Made it no fun. So, yep, I had to give up on that dream. <laughs> so what have you been doing to pass the time though? What have I been doing? Well, that's yeah. actually a great question. No one's actually asked me that, I don't think. Anyways, maybe they have, uh, whatever. Anyways, to answer your question, I go on a lot <laughs> and I'm gonna stop right now and just answer your question. Um, so I have been doing this, the podcast, and I am also working from home. Um, I don't know if Kara has mentioned to you, but like I um, am doing, I'm working in a AmeriCorps program at a middle mm-hmm. school. So that's gone entirely online which is okay. um, to get kids to yeah. actually show up to class. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's, we're, we're getting there. Right now we're on spring break, so we don't go back until Monday. Okay. Um, but it's up in the air as to when we're actually going to go back into the school building. Mm-hmm. I, I personally think that we're probably never going to go back into the school building, but that's, we'll see. Yeah, I oh. mean, I would, I would, that would also be my guess, because I, I just saw today that Pennsylvania canceled school for the rest of the year well in-person school oh wait they have they did yeah I saw it well (laughs) I saw this like 30 minutes before we started this and I haven't fact-checked it or anything but it was from like my local newspaper when I was growing up (laughs) okay I'm gonna have to look at that yeah because I mean I mean I know other states have already started to do that I'm just waiting for Jersey to say it because Mm -hmm. honestly the minute Jersey says that I'm out I'm going back to Pennsylvania. I'm going to move back in with my parents until I start grad school. So, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, my apartment situation is just a bit crowded for me. Um, mm-hmm. I live with three other people and I share okay. a room. And so that's not fun. But, yeah. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm a freshman in college again. <laughs> yeah apart from all of that I've just been you know like Netflix partying with friends um I've been writing more because I finally back on track to trying to get like a chat book finished oh cool yeah and I start a poetry class tomorrow online so hopefully that helps me reach my goal that's nice yeah quite exciting I feel like oddly enough this has been like my most productive time (laughs) um like just being forced to stay inside has made me quite productive. It's, yeah, it's a good thing. So it has been oh, good in I... some ways. Like, like I feel like some goals I've set that normally I'm too busy to do, like my yoga challenge. Um, mm-hmm. Now I just have time for. It. Yep. <laughs> I think it makes it. It's like it's like we're taking life a lot slower too at this point in time, and that just feels mm-hmm. so nice. Yeah. Because before this, especially working out of school, I was there from seven o'clock in the morning until five. 
and it's just go, 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 go. Yeah. It's, it's nice to just slow down a bit. Mm-hmm. No, that has been nice in some ways. I mean, some days I'm like, no, I miss like the go, 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 but I'm just trying to <laughs> enjoy the good parts of this. Well, we'll be back to the go, go, go in no time. Just so oh, yeah, and then it'll never stop. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I actually don't have any more questions for you um, in particular. Um, I could ask you about politics and stuff, but I've seen that. I tried asking other people about that. And sometimes we just don't, we just get frustrated talking about it. So <laughs> well, I totally understand that. I mean, I've definitely been trying to like stay informed and I have my certain periods of the day where I'll let myself read the news and think about it and feel angry about it but I've learned that you know there's so many updates right now about terrible things happening and if you like stay constantly keyed into them then you feel constantly angry and depressed the whole day Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yep and that's exactly why it's like just like you said like you're you're choosing times and watching yourself like when you watch the news or like consume any of it and like, I've just decided that that'll be the morning when I wake up, I'll listen to a few like uh, newscasts. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'm checking out. Yeah. But that was my update. I'll listen to it tomorrow. Um, yeah. Because it's just, it's just too overwhelming. Like there's just so much stuff. And like, I even like to look internationally too, like what's going mm-hmm. on in Europe. So it's just so much information. Mm-hmm. The day. And it's just better just to focus on myself. <laughs> yeah oh that's the other thing I have done is actually gotten back to reading which is nice (laughs) I mean I used I used to like I mean I still read the news and like read the New Yorker and things that I have on my phone um but since this has happened obviously like all of the news media has been like totally saturated with COVID coverage so um we downloaded the Libby app which lets you rent ebooks from like the New York library and from Brooklyn Public Library and so I've been like back to reading fiction on that and it's been really wonderful because any of those times where I normally like mindlessly scroll through my phone and try to find things to read um now I'm like oh wait I have a book I can go to (laughs) right and what's the what's the app called it's called Libby L-I-B-B-Y oh Libby okay that's what I thought you said but I just that's really cool what kind of um what kind of fiction are you reading? Like, what's the book you're reading right now? <laughs> the book I'm reading right now is Good Omens. Um, I So we watched the Amazon short miniseries that came out that's based on this book like a few weeks ago. And then I decided to read the actual book. Um, yeah, it's pretty fun. And I'd also recommend the TV show. It's kind of like crazy, wonky sense of humor as like a lot of, I think, British TV shows have. Um, oh. But... I think it's it's also kind of like whimsical and fun and well thought out and I'm finding that it's like very close to the book which has like a lot of interesting details um but the basic premise is that the world is about to end and there's like an angel and a demon who are friends and teaming up to try to stop Armageddon from happening interesting okay I'm gonna have to check that out that sounds really and you said it was like British comedy yeah, so it has David Tennant as like the, the demon. <laughs> yeah. Um, um yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, it's just that David Tennant plays the demon and I forget who plays the angel, but they make a really amusing pair together. 
I don't know who that is, but I'm definitely gonna have to check this out. I'm gonna have to. Got it. He my mom's one of... Amazon Prime account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll have to. He's um, he's he was one of the Doctor Who iterations, so some people really know him from that. Oh, him. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think we'll end it here. Sounds good. Uh, I just want to thank you for taking the time to, you know, let me talk to you about your experience during this whole pandemic. Um, even, you know, a lot of people when I ask them, it's like, hey, do you want to you wanna talk about this? They're like, well, my life's kind of boring and mundane. I don't know what I'm going to say. But then they realize <laughs> that, okay, yeah, we do have sexually stuff going on in our lives. So let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a good reminder to have. <laughs> right. It's like, life still does go on exactly and so yeah um thank you again i'll let you get back to your work from home i know you said you have to call it too so i'll let you prepare for that and yeah thank you You, yeah (laughs) thanks you too nice talking to you have a good day you too thank you so much for listening to our series of quarantine stories on so relatable you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts Special thanks to Anchor FM for hosting our podcast for free and giving us the necessary tools to build it from scratch. If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at Podcast and stay tuned for more quarantine stories. Oh, and as always, wash your hands.